Life Her Podcast. Hey girl, thank you for tuning in to Life Her Podcast. We are here to inspire you, lift you up, and let you know we see you in all of your love, strength, power, and courage. So sis, let's take a journey together because our experiences are not our own and cycles, they need to be broken. Hey ladies, I am your host Yvette Lloyd. I would like to welcome you Shavante Harris. She is CEO of Influence Her. Hey Shavante. Hey Yvette, how are you? I'm good. So I know a lot of things that everyone battle in life on a day-to-day basis, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people will see us of who we are on the outside. So I would like all of our listeners to know on what are you willing to do to help others heal and who have may struggled with demons Mm. that you have faced in your past. And if so, can you let our listeners know and be transparent with us? Mm, Yeah. Uh, um, What have I struggled through? rejection that's 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 the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of that from a child um you know my dad not being a part of my life um my father not wanting me actually you know uh having my mom actually wanting her to have an abortion um dealing with that not knowing that in the midst of me being in her womb but actually being birthed and not having a father figure um that rejection was deep very deep for me. I carry that a lot through my childhood years, um, even through my adult years. Honestly, recently, I think I kind of got free from that um, by getting free from, you know, the unforgiveness that I had in my heart. So rejection is is very familiar for me. Um, I walked in a lot of that and out of that, I please tried to please people everywhere that I went in my life. So my relationships were pretty predicated on what can I do to please this person? How can I make them love me? Um, Whatever. I I just, I, a lot of my life was like that. You know, it took me some places and um, I mean, it even cost me some things to live that life uh, to, to people please. And um, uh, a lot of situations, I would say one of the most, uh, oof, heavy situations is my my son I have a son that um is uh um, he's my oldest son actually and he's adopted um but I um I struggled in that season of my life I a lot of the pain uh from my childhood you know you go through your life you don't have a father you get in relationships with guys you like you know you go through middle school you get crushes and all that but to get in a relationship with somebody and be in a relationship with them and um yeah the rejection from that pregnancy was was really heavy um it caused a lot of pain so i walked in a lot of fear nobody knew that i was pregnant with him so i I went through the pregnancy alone um i walked through much of that pregnancy in a a very depressed place Uh, it was hard um you know giving birth to him and i i fell in love with him and I was just faced with this. Once again, I'm looking, you know, I'm staring at rejection again, you know. Um, and and now I'm trying to figure out, you know, how do I, what do I do? 
you know, mm -hmm. the fear of not knowing. And um, that that was a tough place in my life. And I, I hid behind that for years. Um, even after he was born, um, I, I had such fear. You know, the enemy then compiled that to shame, um, doubt. Uh, you know, I was worried that he was going to hate my guts because it's like, you know, in our community, black women don't do that. They don't have babies and give them away to anybody, you know, and um, I had, you know, deal with the, you know, what if somebody finds out that type of thing? So mm -hmm. I had to take control over that situation. I had to heal. So through the process of me having him, him being adopted, I was in a very tumultuous cycle, very, 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 um, destructive to myself and turning not to others just I didn't love myself I didn't like myself and I had this big secret that I was carrying you know and so um it took some years you know God healed me once I got to a church connected God healed me through his love and I learned to forgive a lot of different places but I still had this unforgiveness of myself and right. so um I had to deal with myself I really did I had to deal with myself and as I dealt with myself and my pain and the lies that I had told myself and stuffing all this stuff, God was just slowly. And he wasn't like so much, you know, where it says God will never put on you more than you can bear. It wasn't all at once, but over time. And then I just got tired. Like I'm tired of hiding. Right. I got tired of hiding behind this mask of being okay. And hiding behind this mask that life is, is, is perfect. You know, just I, I, I'm doing this to get people to love me, to like me. I got tired of it. So I uh, I remember actually my wedding, 2015, I, um, I had a really good relationship with my son's mom, really, really close. And I told her, I said, you know, I want y'all to come to the wedding. I hadn't told anybody about my son, but I just didn't care anymore. Right. I got tired of being in that prison of shame. And uh, he came to the wedding and I lost friendships. Uh, it was a a lot of backlash my family is a lot of stuff that happened um in that time frame but for one time in my life i'll say this my husband was the most supportive person i could ever have that's a blessing um, when i say i was even afraid to tell him but when i did i was liberated and he knew before i shared with anybody else and mm -hmm. um once i shared with him um he just was supportive i mean he supported me that's the plainest way and from there I got the strength from his support to share with my family and be unashamed at my wedding too mm -hmm. and from there like God has done such a great work to where I, that was a really big part of my healing you know but mm -hmm. I that rejection and that people pleasing and fear and shame those were my addresses I lived in those places for years and uh, once I got free from that um that's what gives me the power to say I am an influencer. Um, that's what gives me the strength to say that um, I'm victorious in the things that I've gone through. And I still have stuff that I struggle through. I battle through every day. But I have the strength because if I know if God's brought me through that place. Right. It, whatever I'm facing. And I thought that was the end. Like if anybody ever finds out about this, this is it. I'm taking this to my grave. But God wanted me to be free. My freedom came from me being honest with myself. I had to face who I was. So when you were, um, when you say as far as regret, mm -hmm. so can you rewind mm -hmm. back on the times on who was the little girl, Shavante? Mm. 
So who is that little girl that created the path of being in a position of thinking you don't like anything mm-hmm. as far as rejection? So if you don't like if you didn't like rejection then and then you have trouble on accepting that you were pregnant with your son. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things that transpire way before that mm-hmm. in Absolutely. that time frame for you to have that train of mindset. Absolutely. So tell me who was the little girl Shavante? Ooh. <laughs> I Shavante is different. Um uh, I just always felt like that. All my life, I just felt different. I always felt like um, outcast. You know, um, my mom loved me, absolutely loved me. I never, never not felt that from my mom, but I always desired. I was that kid that was very, uh, I didn't have a problem expressing my emotions. So much so that I remember times in school where I had a teacher tell me, um, she says, you are just too sensitive. You, I can get you to cry, at, at, like just like that. And um, so I built up this mindset that I had. I was the oldest, too. So I had to be strong. Mm-hmm. I was I was the one that, you know, my mom would teach me stuff like, I need you to read the mail. You need to, you know, know how to read the mail. She, I knew my social security number at a young age. I knew, you know, all that stuff because I was the oldest. So I had, you know, responsibility. So in my mind, um, even thinking back to when I was pregnant and I didn't share, it was, I, I'm going to let them down. It went back to that people pleasing for me. I don't want them to look at me as, you know, I had this mindset of I'm going to be the first to graduate from college in my family. You know, I'm, I'm going to be the, the first to this, the first to that. And people always told me I was different and I was special. They always mm-hmm. did. They just saw something different about me. I didn't see it per se. You know, I didn't know. I felt different, but I didn't acknowledge what that was because I didn't know what it was. So, um, yeah, I was different. A little girl, I dreamed a lot. Um, and what I mean by that is I could see myself just being great. You know, I could see myself um, helping people. And however that was, um, I, I remember one time in the store, my mom, you know, she was a single mother, three girls, and she worked hard. And my middle sister would give her the blues when it came to school shopping. Like, she was the, I ain't wear nothing if it ain't named brand. So oh, wow. we would get to the store and it would be a whole fiasco. And I remember, I think we were in JCPenney's, and I told my mom, I said, Mom, one day I'm going to buy you a house. I think I was like maybe 12, 13. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm going to buy you a house one day. Like, I remember that moment. And that stuck with me throughout my life. And I think I'm still waiting for that moment to live up to that promise that I gave my mom as a girl. Mm-hmm. You know, because I saw how my mom struggled. I saw how my mom, you know, would give her last. She would make sure we were together. But she was in her work clothes all the time. My mom worked hard. And so that translated into me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, as a woman, you know, um, I have to constantly remind myself that, yes, I love my kids. And, yes, I'm going to do the best I can for them. But I'm important, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think um, watching my mother, she put herself on the back burner a lot for us. And as a girl watching that in my mind, I'm like, okay, you know, even husband, you know, my husband, I have to learn how to um, not just submit to him, but even ask him for stuff because mm-hmm. I come from this independent, independent. woman. 
Yes. You know, I had to learn how to get out of Shavante and, and really ask him, like, we about to run out of gas and I'm just not going to say nothing. Yep. <laughs> he like, oh, you just, and he taught me, you know, one time we was pulling up to his job and he knew that we were on gas, but he looked at me. He said, you were just about to let me get out the car and you and my daughter in the car and you're not even going to say nothing. I had to break that stuff off me, this strong woman stigma. And I had, at the time, I, we just were married, I had to get myself together. Like, okay, this was your mom's story, but that's not yeah. your reality, Shavante. That's not, yes, your mother was a single mother that had to work her back off, that did everything that she could to provide for you, but that's not your story. So you can't live her story. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that as a little girl, I had to learn, you know, a lot of things and had to unlearn them too, you know. And so as a little girl, I was, I was just different always. And I always dreamed of being somebody successful. I didn't know how I would do it, um, it, but I knew that there was something different about me. And now at 31, I'm really (laughs) aware of what those, sometimes I think back to moments and I'm like, that's what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, in my life, I see that now. So yeah, I, I was I was a uh, different, very different. Uh, I, I I always that rejection just always it was a, a, a best friend. Right. Um, I always tried to fit in everywhere I went. You know, I went to predominantly white middle school. Um, when I was in you know elementary schools, I tried to fit in. Uh, when I went to the, you know, my middle school, high school, I tried to be, I was like a chameleon. I would, tr- whatever environment I was in, I would just change to fit that environment. Wow. Always. I tried, I wanted to be accepted. Right. Like everywhere I went, I just wanted to be accepted. And the crazy thing is, now that I look back on it, I never was. I never could fit in. I just never couldn't. And now it took me 30 plus years to realize that that was by God's design. It wasn't um, It wasn't something that God had in, in my plans to be like anybody else. Nobody. None of us are meant to be like anybody. Our thumbprint is different. Nobody has the same thumbprint. So I, I found, I actually accepted that I was different finally. And I'm okay with that. Right. You you have to be okay with that, and and going back to as far as the independence of being raised by a strong black woman. Mm-hmm. My mother herself, she was a strong woman. She still is, mm-hmm. and yeah. I had to realize that, like growing up, my mom never shared personal problems, her personal yeah. issues, yeah. and all the things that she struggled with, because she kept it hidden. Mm-hmm. So I never knew if my mom was crying herself to sleep. I never knew if my mom wasn't able to feed us this day or that day. My mom kept kept us as a child. She kept us in a child's place and didn't give us adult responsibilities Mm -hmm. because she didn't want to take our innocence away. But but my mom being so strong and independent, I caught myself being that way too, even with my husband as well. Mm-hmm. And he be like opening doors. Mm-hmm. With we go get groceries and we bring it home or something. He bringing all the groceries in. I be trying to help like I got yeah. this. He like no, you go in the house and you do this and that. It's yeah. like. Any and everything he do it. If I cook, he will wash the dishes. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you already cooked already. Go sit down somewhere. You have to learn think, how to receive yes, that. Yes, submit. Yeah, not, that is that's yeah. so important. And I think a lot of times I do myself, you know, I have 
done myself a disservice because I I have this mindset sometimes one track mind yes. I've fallen back into this behavior and it's like wait a minute you're not yes. by yourself mm-hmm. you got help you, you know yes. don't be over here feeling some kind of way and you didn't even ask this man you mm-hmm. know so I, I understand completely and sometimes it carrying on into our personal lives too mm-hmm. as far as um, having friendships and yeah. having a business and stuff. Oh. We're so used to running everything and we oh. want things to go this way. Yeah. But when we will really have people that's there to really help us, it's hard for us to really yeah. gratitude right and let them help us. We're <laughs> like, no, I'm okay. I got it. Yep. <laughs> no, okay, I got it. So it's, oh, it, it plays part so in, in a whole lot of that. So true. But as far as the rejection part, the rejection is the fact of you just want to please literally everyone. And I found myself being that same person mm-hmm. to wanting to please everyone. Wow. So I really understand where you're going, going with that. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of people out there that's the same way. Yeah. And they just keep going and going they and going. They just want somebody to see them. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I, I, I had to, and this is why my relationship with God is so important to me because I had to, I had to really be mindful that if nobody else wants Shavante, my happiness is not going to come from somebody saying that I look pretty today, that I, I have to affirm that in myself and know that for myself because that's what God says about me. So I had to really, when I'm talking about deliverance, you know, I talk about people getting delivered, healed and set free. It was so many times where I had to really look at like, who are you? Shavante, who are you? Because you've allowed this person to tell you this. So you take on that idea. And you mm-hmm. told this person to tell you this, and oh, you look like this person, so you could take on that. Or you picking parts and pieces of people you like, and you try to put yourself together. Mm-hmm. And God's like, that's not who I called you to be. So you're gonna keep feeling this until you know who you truly are. And when I know the power that I have, that's why I can stand it up and say I'm an influencer, and I can mm-hmm. I can help these girls now because I know who I am. Right. I can do this two years ago. Because I'm not, I wasn't where I am now. I couldn't have done influencers because I was still trying to figure out who the heck was I. Mm-hmm. And am I going to be different tomorrow because I've seen the new, tr- you know what I'm saying? Like, and I've never even been one of those people. Whatever's happening new and hot, I would always, re- that kind of stuff would re- um, repel me. Like if it's a trend or something, no, I'm, I'd be like, I'm going completely opposite. Right. I would just do the complete opposite because I didn't, I never wanted to, I just, that was the different thing about me. Mm-hmm. Always just different. But I didn't know what to do with it as a child. But now that I'm an adult, I'm like, okay, I see where you, what you're doing in this. This mm-hmm. is, this is all you got. And however you want it to look, it may not look like everybody else's. I may not have as many followers. I may not have people like support, none of that. I'm okay with that because I'm okay with God being the only, the only majority vote. Yeah. And the people that's supposed and, to support and he see, Yeah, and he sees you mm-hmm. through your whole path and he's with you yep. constantly. Yep. So, in many cases, like, how do you, how do you overcome, like, your struggles? Mm-hmm. How do you, or, like, do you still battle certain things now? Um, uh, I'll, I'll say, I'll say there are areas in my life where I have to, uh, I have to constantly remind myself that, that this is what I'm called to. This is who I am. 
that I don't know if you ever heard of imposter syndrome. No. Imposter syndrome is when you feel as if you know God, you have been called to something. Okay, you have a day, you have life, or God has called you to this thing. And every now and again, there's a thought that pops in your head that that makes you feel like I'm not supposed to be here. Everything the way God wants it to happen in your life is happening. I have to constantly fight that spirit of an being an imposter. I don't belong against the greats. You know that that's a, a level that I have to fight. So that's what that imposter syndrome is. You know, you see people, you even accomplish some things, and every now and again, you look back and like, I don't, I don't know if I can I do this. Am I called to this? Is this you know? And do I belong here? Like I have to constantly remind myself that I'm not an imposter. In, in the life that I live. This is the life that God's called me to live and I am not an imposter. So I, I am not somebody that's intruding on success. Like It belongs to me. I, I'm allowed to partake in it. It's okay to be great. It's okay to be good at what you do. And it's not something that you're you're arrogant in but this is I'm confident in this is what God's called me to do. So that that is an area that I have uh have had to continually overcome. Um as far as that rejection, I have put that devil under my foot. That's I good. refuse to allow people's support or lack thereof to put me in a place where I feel like I'm not accepted. I'm not wanted. I half of the time I don't want <laughs> I don't want to be accepted by some of the shenanigans anyway that I see, but I am I am okay with who I am. And that comes in me knowing who I am. And so that I know that I'm not looking for how can I get in this environment and be somebody different? This is just, you're going to get Shavante. This is who she is. And I hate it or love it, accept it or not, this is who I am. So what made you get to this breaking point? Oh. What made you say, look, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm about to do this. I don't care what nobody <laughs> say. And just to a point, even with you just exposing the fact that you birthed a son alone, mm-hmm. like that's, that's, something real heavy yeah. that you carried for so long so what got you to the point like I just don't care what nobody say I don't care what nobody think what what is something you could tell our listeners on how you got to that point I, I think the, the different battles having a son and, and going through the pregnancy and the labor and everything by myself and me feeling like I was going to utterly lose my mind even being suicidal at some points and overcoming that. And I'm like, oh, I might be stronger than what I think. So what made you go into a suicidal mode? I, I, I was, I think in the moment I was hopeless. I didn't, I was in a really hopeless place. I was just hopeless. I didn't feel that the life that I was living was not the life that I envisioned. This is not what I, my life supposed to look like. That was my thought process. It was, this is not life for Shavante, God, this can't be what you have for me. You, mm-hmm. There's no way that I I am pregnant by myself and um, alone to a place where I'm like, nobody can understand this. Even though people have been through the same thing. It's so many women that are hiding behind the story of adoption. You would never believe how many women um, that hide behind that. And I, I never forget, I went to a, a, an event with my son's birth, I mean, adoptive mother. And there was a lady there, she was in her late 70s. And she said, I'm afraid that I'm going to die and nobody will ever know that I'll have, I had a son. 
And that struck me. And I made up in my mind, I didn't know at that time, like I said, I was living like I'm taking this to my grave, nobody will know. But in that moment, my spirit had already decided that I was going to be free from that. I just didn't know it. And so, you know, that that God walked me through the process of healing to a point where I'm able to talk about it and I'm not in tears. I'm right. I'm not broken by it because I'm unashamed of I'm unashamed of my story. I don't care how people will perceive my life. And I, I wasn't always there. And so those moments where I thought I was gonna die, where I wanted to give up, you know, struggling through Man, you know, having my getting pregnant with my daughter after my son and being afraid that I'm gonna lose her, I'm gonna miscarry because I felt like God was gonna punish me because I gave my son away. Um, those type of battles, those type of battles that we face as women, those ones that snatch the very life out of us, that take our breath, and we feel like we're not gonna make it out of that. Those type of battles are the things that have brought me to a point where I just didn't care anymore. If if the devil threw that at me. And, and I lost these people and these friends walked away from me because I, I they know my truth and I'm still standing. I'm still breathing. I can mm-hmm. do anything. I, I came to a place where I just was like, I, I've been through enough to know that mm-hmm. I, I, I can stand through whatever comes my way because I thought I was going to die in that. And if right. I thought I was going to die and I'm still living, well, whatever, bring whatever else on. I, I can live to see another day. I can fight to see another day. And I just got tired. I just literally got tired. It was something to me like there has to be something better than this. Yeah. And that's the way that emptiness you felt. Mm-hmm. I felt the same way when I was um, 19 years old mm-hmm. and I had an abortion. And it was something like, oh, no, I just don't want the baby. Mm-hmm. I just don't think I'm ready. Yeah. And I'm in college, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm doing something. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm about to do. Yeah. I got a whole life ahead of me. Yeah. And how I'm going to take on to a kid. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I've just felt so scared and terrified. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, now it's like I have my issues now. It's yeah. like I'm trying to birth a child but it's like in my mind i'm like god is punishing me i shouldn't have never did that and i yes and that's what i had to get to that point like it's a it's the enemy trying to trick me Mm -hmm. to knowing that but it's like it's a path that god wanted me to go into as far as being with men that I wasn't supposed to be with but then God blessed me with such an amazing husband Mm because I didn't think I was going to ever get married either or find the right man that wasn't my family I never seen that so I'm like well whatever and it's just I just didn't it was just like these men these days you know so unpredictable and you just don't know and then I didn't want to raise a child on my own by myself I want a two parent family home so it's like oh my god so I I know what that feeling is and I want to say this back to you um that was a a place where the enemy had I mean even through my pregnancy I I never even shared that with my husband like I was in fear I mean the entire because I had actually I had um I had been in a place where I was afraid I just was like oh I'm waiting on am I gonna lose her through this pregnancy then when her she 
you know, I birthed her. Now I'm afraid like is something going to happen because I, I had, that's where the enemy tricked me. He had, where he had me in a place of fear. And that spirit of fear will manifest so many other areas of your life where he'll cause you to believe other things that ain't even happened yet. That's where they said fear is false evidence appearing real. That's what fear means. And so you got this, this, this thing on your back. And I'm already to birth this baby out. And you got me thinking I'm about to lose her. And God is angry with me because of this. And that's not the type mm -hmm. of God we serve. He wouldn't punish you. God is not a God that, that holds you captive to your sins. That we, we don't need Jesus if that's the case. Right. That's why he came. So everything that we did is under the blood. We repent of that thing. God, forgive me for what I did. No, I wasn't even, I didn't even understand right. at the time. I, I wasn't in the mindset to know how, what this would bring, but thank God for Jesus and, and the power of the blood that we're not held captive to our sin. We're free from that. Yes. So now, yeah, that happened. Yes, that abortion happened. But guess what? God don't even look at it. Don't even remember it. He's like, I'm, I'm going to bless you because this is a covenant that you've made. You and your husband are in covenant with God. Yes. So God's looking to bless the fruit of your womb. And I, I believe that God will. And I decree that, that God will bring forth the fruit of your womb. And that, that whatever the enemy has tried to lie to you about and make you believe that you're being punished for the very thing that you desire, that God will give to you. And I, I believe that I have the faith to believe that God can and he will. Uh, I, I, I tell you, it, it is. it takes faith to just believe. Yes, they do. It just takes faith to believe God and trust that you and your husband believe God for it and walk in that thing. And I look forward to the baby. I do. Yes. It's a, it's a huge, it'd be a huge battle, but it's like I, I just put it off over and I'm just letting nature take its course and I just live my day-to-day -day basis because in a in the midst of all that you get questions yeah. and people be like yeah. well why you don't have kids yet what you waiting on and some people need to realize you got to be careful with that question because you never know what a person is going through or what they've been through yeah. to even get to that point yeah. and then you also I've, I've even had friends that I thought was my friends laughing talking about how that's why she can't have no kids and making it as a joke or a smart remark or something just because you feeling some kind of way but you like why would you want to take something so personal and so deep and cut so you know what I'm saying? Cut so deep like that. It ain't that serious. Yeah. You know, but sometimes people need to watch the power of their tongue because yeah. it'll transform onto into your personal life. Death is in the power of the tongue. Yes. And you got to watch what you speak. Out yes. Your mouth because the power of your words. My friend told me that she said your words are, are have legs. And whatever you say, it, it runs out of your mouth and the, it takes feet and it runs to accomplish whatever you said. Mm -hmm. So I, I never forgot when she said that. She said that the, the power of your words, they so weighty. We got to be careful with what we say and even speaking to. over ourselves. Yes. Sometimes we will speak death over ourselves, you know, and have to be mindful that whatever I'm saying out of my mouth, I want it to manifest. So I need to be sure that I'm saying things that are going to empower me, things that are going to be life and not death. 
right. you know, peace and joy. You know, a lot of times we just get wrapped up in our situations and we wrapped up in them so much that we speak in death over our own mm-hmm. self. And then we, we keep it going ourselves. and just carrying it, carrying mm-hmm. it. You know, like we got some form of a humpback or something. Yep, right. And we just carrying so much and we just digging ourselves deeper in the hole, eight feet deep, mm-hmm. when we need to arise and just face what is going on heal from it you know in reality we never completely heal we never forget but at the same time we have to forgive and move forward and trust in god and trust the process and i always say god will make you whole Yes, he, he will. will. You whole. You may not forget the thing, but you you're whole in it. I never forget what happened with me and my my son. You know, and his father. I won't forget, but I'm whole. I'm not hurt by when I see him. That I'm not moved by that because I'm whole enough in God, and I know who I am, and I, I am okay with what what I have I have had to walk through to a place where I'm I'm not moved by what I see. You know, I'm not moved by the things that have happened to me, and we have to take off those those uh masks that we put on that i'm okay stuff mm-hmm. even when you're not yeah and, I, and i'm saying that as in take the mask off with people that can handle seeing you the real you behind that mask right you know and that's what and a lot of people go into accepting or hanging with mm-hmm. people that still don't accept the yeah. things that they battle and then they will laugh at another person together Yep, but yeah, that. you when them doors close it's when you by yourself, you mm-hmm. feel some kind of way to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. So people really have to understand that. Yeah. You can't laugh at the next person's struggles. Because mm-hmm. your struggles will go honey. deeper. That's scripture. That is in the word. It talks about that. To not do that laughing at your brother stumbling or falling. Like, you got to be careful. You have to be careful because the same thing that you could be speaking about somebody else, you will turn around and be in it. Mm-hmm. And, and then you pray asking somebody to pray you out of the very thing that you just was talking about yep that's not good Mm-mm. so what i want to um say for our listeners mm-hmm. who is the real shavante harris who is a <laughs> shavante harris today uh shavante harris is fearless i am fearless in this season of my life i am Oh man, I am. I'm not for. I'm not in a place for self. I I realize that my life is not my own, and what I'm doing is for a generation of people that's coming behind me. Uh, I am. I am excited. Like I'm in such a good place with God. Uh, I am in transition. Uh, I feel. I I feel joy. In, in places, there are areas of my life where there is just unspeakable joy. Uh, I'm in a peaceful place. Shavante is somebody that is evolving, like right before your eyes. You know, I, I it's almost like you better take a picture right now because you're gonna <laughs> see me a couple weeks, and I'm not gonna be the same person. God is fast tracking me into some things that He's put in my life, and I am evolving. Um, I am I am fearlessly evolving into the thing that God has called me to be in this this season of my life. So I am, uh, oh man, a mommy, <laughs> a wife, uh, a, a friend, a sister, a mentor. Uh, I am everything that God has me to be. Whatever that may be, I, I could be something different tomorrow. Whatever I know that's want. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, in closing, in a few words, can you tell our listeners 
what they can do to help heal themselves within. Mm. Be honest with yourself. Be be real with yourself. Take an assessment of where you are right now. Like really look at where you are. And if it's good, if it's bad, you know, if you if you ain't smiled in months and you used to be the happiest person ever, that's a red flag. If, if you, you know, spend time with your friends and your family and you ain't did that in forever, that's a red flag. If that's what you normally do, um, take a self-assessment. Step back and look at what have I lost in the midst of this, this depression? What have I lost? Who am I now that, that this tragedy didn't happen, that I lost my brother, that I've had this, this loss in my life, that I miscarried this baby, that I, I've been divorced, that I have a child that may have died. I'm an empty nester. Look at your life right now and find out who are you. That is the bottom line. Who are you? What, ha- what has caused you to lose you? Mm-hmm. And after you've looked at that thing, get a book club. Yes. Find a traveling club. Put in a couple dollars with you and your sisters. Y'all put it in a pot for a month and go somewhere. But do something that is for you. I, I have, I have, I can remember, I think this last, I'm really getting back to Shavante. Um, it may not seem like a big thing to anybody else, but I kept my nails done for a whole year. Because that was something that I was doing for myself. I had lost the things that I, I, who I liked and who I loved in me because I was being a wife. I was being a minister. I was trying to build a, a, a business and I'm, I'm trying to be a good friend and I'm doing this in ministry. And I got lost in all of that. And so my, my thing to you, uh, since whatever, whatever you love whatever you lost in the middle of whatever tragedy happened go back take an assessment in your life and seek out what is it that i need to do to heal so i can get back to me this going to get a counselor go see a counselor if you feeling like you can't live on because you, this man that left you and you see him living and he got a new boo and you over here depressed and stressed honey you need to find a hobby mm-hmm. instead of going at that woman don't chase nobody down. You let, let God do what he want to do in you, but you have to realize who you are. There is power in knowing who you are. I'm telling you, I got married because I knew who I was. Yeah, I came I from single too. women, but I had to put my foot down and say, I'm not about to be nobody's baby mama. I'm not living with you no more. I'm not shacking up with you no more. I have to stand for, I want to be a wife. And I'm giving you wife benefits and I'm a girlfriend. Mm. I can't. And, and, be a, I, a have, and get you a man of God. A, a man of God. That'll that, pray that'll with pray you, for you and pray for you. Through. And not even that, sis, don't get nobody that don't have no vision. Mm-hmm. He might have a car, might have money, but where is he going? What is he doing 10 years from now? Don't be writing on what he looked like and his car looked good. Girl, do he know how to manage a bank account? Mm-hmm. Can he lead you and your children in prayer? 
Can he teach your men how to build a, a brand, an empire, so they can have generational wealth? We need to, as women, get to a place where we know our value. Then you won't be accepting all this mess, and it'll save you a headache and a bill to the therapist. It'll save you a whole lot of money mm -hmm. and a whole lot of heartache. So I know who you are. Just know who you are, and that may look like you taking 30 days to yourself. No social media. I, I had to do it. I went through a season where I had to do it. It was a master reset. The Lord was like, you need to get back to you. I told my friends, I said, look, I, or my close friends, I need 30 days, y'all. I won't be calling y'all. I won't be texting. None of that. I took 30 days. I ain't talked to nobody. I want no social media. I got in God's face. I said, Lord, show me me for who I am. Mm -hmm. I was fasting, praying, seeking out the Lord. God showed me some things. And that's how influencers, the idea for it even came. Mm -hmm. And in that little bit of time, I birthed that thing out. So get if you got to shut the world out, turn that social media off and get in God's face. Seek him about your heart and what's wrong. What is going on, sis? Because something ain't right. You done lost yourself. So Find that's what it. I would say. That's so, so tell us a little more about Influencer before we close. Um, so Influencer is a women's mentoring program. It's a mentor-mentee program. And what that program looks like is we bring you in um, as a sister. We build you up as a woman, not just a woman, but a woman of God. Everybody has a God-given call on their life. And what Influencers exist to do is to teach you how to walk out of Christ-filled life. Um, that may look like us walking with you through your relationships. And I'm not saying get in your business, but hey, you got something going on here and, and you you going back and forth where, you know, you win them one week, you ain't with them the next week. We got, look, let's be here for you. How can we show you how to walk this thing out? What does God say about this? Get some stability. Yes. That, that's imbalanced. So what we do is we walk you through your life. If you having a death in your family and you need some support, we here for you. You got a network of sisters that's not going to judge you. They ain't going to talk about you behind your back when you leave the room. You ain't got to worry about your business being ran in the streets. We are building a group of women that will influence the next generation of how to live a Christ-filled life. So as a mentor-mentee program, you are partnered up with the mentor. Um, and eventually what happens is you become a mentor to somebody else. You bring somebody else into the program and you lead them. So it is about teaching the next generation of women. And it's not limited to your age. Everybody needs a mentor. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, this ain't just for no 15. Everybody think a mentor and they always think it's an age limit. No. Teen girls. No, this is for women, and even like we have Lifer. This is for women of all ages. Yes. We need, everybody needs somebody to help lead them. And we breaking this stigma of women don't get along, and we talking about each other. We're breaking that. Yes. We breaking that. And so that's what we doing. Influencers is, I stand in my light while lighting the way for you. So how do we get in contact with Miss C? <laughs> so you can find me on Facebook. Um, I am on Facebook. It is um, the ministry is actually under We Move Ministries. That is the name of the page. If you go on Facebook, you can find us there. Also, um, if you email info at We Move Ministries, it's W E E 
Move Ministries. Um, if you look us up there, um, you can also send us email. Uh, we have a website that is being built, and we'll be getting that out there to you soon. You can find us on social media. You can email me. You can even find me on my personal page, and I'll make sure you get connected with influencers. It's Shavante Harris. Yes, y'all. Shavante is killing it. She came through today. Listen, so yeah. I hope y'all felt that energy through yes, that, this here podcast. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, our conversations are going to continue to be yeah. real deep. Yeah. And we're going to always speak the real. Yeah. So thank you everyone for tuning in to Life Hurt Podcast where we help women all over the world. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Life Hurt Podcast, Facebook, Life Hurt Podcast. And you can also go on to our website, www.lifeheartpodcast.com to listen to other podcast episodes and purchase Life Hurt merchandise. I am Yvette Loy and I am Life Hurt. Love yourself, ladies, and thank you, Shavante, for coming Ooh, out. I know that's right. Cool. Yes, okay. <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs>